listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I'm your pal Justin. And I'm your pal Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, fantastic, brother. How you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm so good. Sitting here in the basement, smoking a smoke, drinking a drink. Just got back from eating some food. Oh, yeah. We had a, had a nice little lunch together. Yeah, not the meat mountain this time. No. No, we won't make, won't make that a mistake again. No, no, no. We went to the always wonderful Twin Archer Pub, downtown Muncie. Good stuff, it's man. good pub food. Yep. Nate and I had this little romantic meal where we like split our food. I gotta tell you, man, I love splitting food with people at restaurants. Do you? I do. I whenever It is, I go, it is cute. <laughs> no, but I like to try as much as I can. And whenever I go to a restaurant, especially somewhere I haven't been very often, I've only been there one other time. Mm-hmm. And if multiple things look good on the menu, why not? each of us buy something and just split it and then we can try different things. And some people are totally against that. Yeah. That's my food. Don't touch it. Right. Or yeah. like, I want this because I, I ordered this because I want it. I don't want to share it with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's nice to have a friend who will share. I mean, I did it just out of generosity to you. I almost ate both of our meals, but <laughs> well, we got the, we got the tenderloin with those fries. Yeah. Yeah. If, okay. So, some of you all are not from the Midwest or have not spent time in the Midwest, but the tenderloin in the Midwest is a very different thing than a tenderloin anywhere else in the world. It's kind of a staple here. It, it is a staple. It is a regional food. It's a breaded, it's, it's a tenderloin that's been pounded out and tenderized so bad that it's like thin as a pancake. It is generally a pork tenderloin. A pork tenderloin, yeah. Um, and they get huge. Like, they literally have jumbo tenderloins here. Like, Edinburgh Diner in Indiana is world famous for their gigantic tenderloin. They're literally the size of a half of a dining table. Yeah, they're like two feet by two feet almost. Like, yeah, huge. that's four square feet, because I can math. Four square feet of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not get one that big. No. Because we learned our lesson from the meat mountain. Mm-hmm. We just got a normal-sized breaded tenderloin breaded tenderloin um it was delicious it was very tasty that burger it was 50 percent ground beef 50 percent ground bacon yeah it was it was pretty wonderful had some chipotle mayo on there it was pretty wonderful it was very tasty yeah i thoroughly enjoyed myself yeah i did too we had some good beers had some good fries those fries had that like flake sea salt on it yeah that good sea salt not the big not the huge rocks of like sea salt but the flakes yeah it was good fresh cut fries just delicious just wonderful yeah so now that we've got you guys all nice and hungry (laughs) we can move on to how was your week buddy it was good man um relatively uneventful thankfully my brother got out of the hospital and he's back home he's doing well um no more bad luck so far? So far. Yeah, knock on some wood there. Yeah. Knock on every piece of wood we have in here. Like my laptop that looks like it's wood. <laughs> this there's a cork. There's a whole shelf of wood behind you back there. Knock on every piece. Every piece for Dave, man. <laughs> Dave listens. Uh, love you, Dave, man. That's, yeah. I'm glad to hear you're, you're out of the hospital and on the mend. Yeah, so that happened. And uh, other than that, Pretty pretty routine week. I actually went on the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Clubs. They have a Friday night event every Friday night. Friday night event every Friday night? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's not every other Friday night or like once a month Friday night. Yeah. It's a Friday night every Friday night. Yeah. So what I, day is it on? It's on Fridays in the evenings at night. And what's their event called? I don't know. Is it a Friday night event? Yeah. Okay. It's just like a chat. Do they eat food during this? No. They, they just get it mainly... catered from someplace called like TGI Fridays? No. <laughs> no, they mainly just talk. Oh. Or listen. Um. Okay. But yeah, it was a good time. Sounds galactic. It was It was galactic, yeah. It was, yeah. I don't know where everyone was from, but uh, Stacy was on there, Nate King was on there, so. Yeah. There was lots of people on there. It's a good time. Sounds too people-y for me. It was pretty people I like all those names that you just said. I like those people. Yeah. But, um, yeah, people man. You ever been on a Skype call that's got, like, way too many people on it? Yeah. And everybody's just talking over each other? This wasn't, like, that bad, though. I mean, No, the, it wasn't? Okay, good. No, this was pretty, uh, pretty tamed. Good. I feel like people, people have enough respect to, if somebody starts talking, they let them talk, you know, and people kind of wait their turn. It, it's very, un, like, not, it's, there's no, like, structure to it. It's just kind of like a hangout, which I had never experienced it before, but. Cool. We were chatting with Nate King, and he was like, hey, this event's going on. I thought, well, you know, I have, I have spare time. I can hop in there. Yeah, I uh, could not do that last night. I had promised my kids that I was going to play some Catan. You know, that board game, settlement building board game. Yeah, I believe it's called Settlers of Catan. Settlers of Catan, yeah. Well, because the reason I, I agreed to my, I promised my kids that I would be playing Catan with them was uh, because I was had been on the road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had told my wife and kids I was going to be on the road um, for work. And, uh, you know, just out roughing it, doing stuff for work. How was that for work? Um, you know, I have to do really hard things sometimes for work, like go to golf outings. And like in August for work, I go to Cancun. Yeah. It's just roughing it. Um, this week I had to go on a chartered fishing trip mm. for work. Yeah. Schmoozing the fish. You get a lot of sales from those fish. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah tons we're actually starting to do we're going to design a new fire alarm system for the western basin right there uh in the harbor at lake erie mm, okay yeah right there just in about 30 feet of water makes sense yeah nothing's more flammable than a basin of water <laughs> you know uh it was not a fun fishing trip no no i and i know it's hard for you to believe because no fishing trip is is fun for you because you <laughs> think fish are icky but uh, I've grown up fishing my entire life, and this was probably the worst fishing experience I've ever had in my life. Really, like the worst. Why, why was let, it let me, so let me bad? start from the beginning because this deserves to be told. Please do. It's a story that needs to be told. So we were going to uh, Lake Erie to go walleye fishing, and um, we get there. We go to this place. Um that we had rented our cabin from. We had to go get our, you know, check in and then get the information to get into the cabin and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there, the guy there is pretty redneck. He's like, yeah, you're going to go down yonder. You're going to go left down here and you're just to turn to right and you're something and you're going to lick it harder road. What? The road that it was on was called Lickert Harder. Lickert Harder. Lickert Harder Road. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, uh, weird one. Um, so we get to the cabin. It's like 8.30 at night. It's hot. 
thunderstorm was starting to roll through, so it was getting a little cool, but it was just like sticky and humid. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, the code to the lock or the front door is one, two, three, four. Clever. Yeah. <laughs> I felt real safe in there that night. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get to pick a new code once you got in? No. No? <laughs> no, it was this dumpy double wide trailer. Really? That's the cabin? That's the air quotes cabin. Yeah, it was a dumpy double wide trailer with three bedrooms, uh-huh. but 10 beds. 10 beds. 10, ten twin size beds. Wow. And uh, one bathroom, <laughs> an incredibly tiny bathroom, and disgusting bathroom. Nice. No central AC. What? One window air conditioner in the entire entire building. <laughs> in one bedroom, there was a window air conditioner. I would have turned around and driven home. <laughs> I'm not about that. <laughs> so... We were like, okay, fine, whatever. It's starting to cool down. It's dark. It's getting dark. Thunderstorms are rolling in. So it is, it's, 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 it's getting cooler. We'll suffer through it. It's just one night, right? It's just one night. We'll suffer through it. We go to dinner, had a beautiful dinner. We went to this nice place on the Harbor, like overlooking Lake Erie, which is like the ocean of the Midwest. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the oceans of the Midwest. Um, beautiful view, wonderful food. Um, just an awesome time. We come back, type in our one, two, three, four to get into our cabin. And then we start divvying up beds. And then, you know, you have 10 beds in a double, tra- double wide trailer. Yeah. You're going to have to be putting some beds in some places that aren't rooms. Mm-hmm. The bed that I was allocated was the bed that was in the mud room. Mm. Yeah. That, um, was the main entrance of the of the cabin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sounds I, private. I mean, <laughs> dude, it's a screened in front porch is what it is. It's basically a it's a windowed in front porch. It's a sunroom. Yeah. And were there ten of you staying there? No, there was uh there were six of us. And I was like, I you know, I just don't want to share a room with a bunch of you know, grown men. Yeah. Um, I'll take, you know, we were all staying in awkward places anyways. I'm like, I'll just take this place out here by myself rather than share a room with some people. I don't want to be in a hot, sweaty room with a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys. It just doesn't sound appealing. I'm going to be hot and sweaty and I'm going to be like in just like picture this. I want this to burn in all of your memories. I got down to my boxers. Nice. And I slept on top of the covers in this mud room and just my boxers fully surrounded by just glass <laughs> and a door that had the code of one, two, three, four. <laughs> uh, we had to be at the Harbor at five o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This just sounds awful. <laughs> it gets like worse. My nightmare. It gets worse. Okay. So we get to the Harbor and we get loaded onto the boat. And as we're going out, it starts to storm again. Nice. I don't know if you know anything about Lake Erie, but Lake Erie is the shallowest of all of the um, Great Lakes. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, the deepest spot in Lake Erie, I believe, I was, oh, from what I was told, is 750 feet. 
but a lot of Lake Erie is less than 30 feet deep. Wow. And so we're out, I don't know, a mile, mile and a half from, from shore. Like maybe even further than that. It's got to the point where it's hard to tell because there was a storm, but it got to the point where we couldn't see land anymore. Yeah. And it was still only 12 foot deep. Wow. Yeah. With four to five foot swells because of the storm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It didn't take long before I was hugging the side of the boat, uh, losing anything that was left in my stomach. Got the old seasickness. Oh, dude. I was seasick from six o'clock in the morning until 11. At night? Until 11 that morning. So for five hours, I didn't fish. I literally just hugged the side of the boat and puked. (laughs) (laughs) Well, attempted to. It was more dry heaving than anything. Oh, my gosh. I just dry heaved for five hours straight. (laughs) It was awful, man. Yeah. Dude, like literally. And I I guess I don't understand the science behind it, but I guess that the wave frequencies in the Great Lakes are smaller than they are in the ocean. Something to do with like tidal effects and these kind of things. I don't know. Okay. But like in an ocean, you have a big wave, but there's like a reprieve in the middle before you get the next one. These were just like relentless, like boom, 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 boom. And they're like, you couldn't recover from the first one before the next one hit. And you were just getting, I was literally getting thrown around the boat, just trying to hold my head over the side so I didn't puke inside the boat. Yeah. Yeah, it was awful. And then uh, everybody else was doing fine. The rest of the group was doing fine. Uh, They're all fishing, not catching a whole lot. They're trying to gain their sea legs, you know, all that stuff, but they're not getting sick yet. And then my boss decides that she needs to break the seal and use the restroom. So she goes down below deck to the restroom. Well, I don't know if you know anything about seasickness, but you're supposed to keep your eye on the horizon. And when you're not oriented with the horizon, that jostling really affects you. So she went down fine and came back up white as a ghost because she was about to lose her cookies Mm. because she's just down there in the bathroom, just like thrown around being thrown around and like no bearing of the horizon. So then she comes up and she's seasick and then another one of our guys gets seasick. So there's like literally three of us hugging the side of the boat, a couple of guys still fishing, not catching anything. And about 11, between 11 and noon, the captain's like, you know, here like a mile away, there's an island with some calm water behind it where it'll give you a break from the waves. We should go over there and fish. (laughs) You think? (laughs) Why don't you start there? I need you to drive straight to the calm waters. <laughs> so we go there and we like the water's glass behind the island. Like it's smooth as can be. Mm. We immediately start catching fish. We caught over a hundred pounds of cat of catfish. Wow. And you're wow. going for walleye. Going for walleye. Caught over a hundred pounds of catfish right there in Lake Erie behind that island. That was like a preserve for birds. It smelled awful <laughs> as, as a seasick person. We get over there. I was like, yeah. Ooh, just smell like a, uh, like a pet shop on steroids. So gross. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, that smell. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like an old, dirty pet shop, but a hundredfold. I'd rather rough. not. It was, <laughs> that was my week, man. Like, that was, that was Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday was just recovering, honestly. It was, yeah, it was just recovering. Yeah, that sounds pretty awful. 
yeah, I, I can honestly say that I would have given, I would have had preferred to deal with my worst customer all day long on a Monday, then go do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Lake Erie again. I'll never do it again. It was awful. Well, I guess you live and you learn. Yeah, I experienced it. It was not a great experience. It's unfortunate, man. Yeah. Sounds awful. I mean, you might have liked it. I don't think I would have. Does any of that sound exciting to you at all? Nope. Do you like boats? Nope. I've been on one boat. It was okay. See, I, that's the thing. I've grown up on boats. Like, I had a boat growing up as a kid. We had a boat. Yeah. Um, I had a boat after Sarah and I got married for several years. I have, like, we go out kayak fishing. Um, I've been on big, like, reservoirs, but I've never been on, I even went deep sea fishing last year in Florida. Right. And had no problem with that. Lake Erie got my number, man. Mm. Yeah. It almost felt like biblical proportions, though. Like, you know, you hear the stories in the Bible about, like, Jonah. Yeah, Jonah or, you know, the disciples being on the boat and the, you know, the torment and the waves and all that stuff. Like, I, I, I was feeling biblical, man. Mm. I was feeling real biblical. Should have tried to get out Master and Master, thou not that we perish. <laughs> Well, none of the people in my boat got that joke when I said it. <laughs> Heathens. Heathens. <laughs> no, I had I, I had a terrible time, but hey, I survived. I lived through the storm. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, dude, I was this close to telling them, take me back to shore. Like, I'm done. Checking out. Done. Just let me, let me grab my fly fishing stuff from the van. I'll just sit on shore and fish. You guys go out there and have a fun time in these waves. <laughs> I powered through it, though. That's good. Anyway, that was my week. So yeah, that's why I wasn't uh, on the the galactic get piped Friday night special on a Friday night meetup Friday night thing. Well, on Friday night. I thought since their episode that they dropped on Thursday, yes, was almost like a homage to us. It was. I mean, their exact words. I think were. Pipey, porzy, and palsy episode. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a great episode. Honestly, honestly, I think it's the best episode they've ever done. <laughs> they called it what a sandblasted episode, sandblasted banter. Yeah, sandblasted banter. No, it was a great episode. It really was a good episode for sure. I mean, I think they should start acting like more like us. You know, <laughs> then they'll pump up some real numbers. You know. I think they're doing just fine. I think they're the second best podcast out there. I think they're doing just fine <laughs> the way they are. No, I really did enjoy their episode. And uh, I've been meaning to hop on there anyway on Friday, but it was kind of fun listening to them. Like Adam, like you said, Adam and Nick were talking um, about how that last Thursday with their sandblasted banter. They were sandblasted. Yeah. They were enjoying some, some bourbon. Yeah. That uh, singing at the end there was nice. Oh, yeah. At the, the little bonus clip at the end of the episode? Yeah. I lost it, dude. When I heard it, I lost it. <laughs> I, uh, I actually messaged Adam immediately. I, was, I, I don't remember what I said. Uh, I said, super pipey, porzy, and palsy episode. Loved the episode. Hashtag more sandblasted episodes. The quotes, it's been, end quote, part at the end had me rolling. <laughs> 
hashtag more sandblast. We should start that hashtag more sandblasted episodes. I will say when Adam said this was back when music was good, <laughs> I almost stopped and, and messaged him immediately because <laughs> I'm like, if you think that bare naked ladies is when music was good, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that song. It's a catchy song and it was very popular when I was in like it's middle been... school. One week since you looked at me. <laughs> Music wasn't good then. I mean, it is a catchy song, but to say that's when music was good. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of like CCR, like Creedence Clearwater Revival. I love, I don't know. I, I like a lot of the old stuff. I like modern stuff too. Houndmouth and. What's Houndmouth? I never heard that one. Houndmouth? Nobody gives a crap. It's true. Yeah. Music's not as good today as it used to be. I disagree. I 100%. Agree with my statement. <laughs> Speaking of other podcasts and doing things that we have to talk about, Jay Furman has scolded us on more than one occasion about mentioning good blends. On well, blends that aren't very well known. Yeah, like under the radar blends that we yeah, find that's, to be delicious. The, if I was smart, that's what I would have said. Mm -hmm. uh, but I ain't too smart. So I said whatever I said. Well, that's what I'm here I'm for. I'm so dumb, I can't even remember what I said. <laughs> Under the radar blends. And, uh, you know, when Jay and Mike did their episode about the Merry Monk mm -hmm. this last week, they compared it to a blend, or Jay compared it to a blend. And I wanted to just, like, punch him in the throat. You want him to shut up about that blend, huh? Right, exactly. Yeah. Because, number one, he scolded us for it. Mm-hmm. And number two, that blend is one of my favorite blends that flies under the radar, and I don't want anybody else to have it. It's not that you don't want anyone else to have it. It's that you don't you want it to be available when you want it. Right, right. I don't want it to be popular, too popular, where it's hard to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You might want people to have it, because then it won't be made anymore if it's not being bought. Oh, for sure. And plus, you want people to enjoy the things that you enjoy. Yeah, I just don't want them to enjoy it too much. <laughs> like, I want you to like my bourbon, but I don't want you to like my bourbon too much. Yeah. Because then you just drink it all. More than normal. Yeah. I thought we were talking about in general now, but you mean <laughs> me specifically. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I don't know how that specific just like just boiled out. I'm not sure why. I don't I, I don't think that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I think Freud said something about this one time. I don't know. Is that Freud? Siegfried and Freud? Yeah, they had tigers. Yeah. What's the blend? <laughs> that's that that's that group that we're supposed to be like that famous pair that we're supposedly like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get mauled. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not that stupid. I know it's Siegfried and Roy, but yeah. I just a lot of them. <laughs> I don't want to get mauled. Yeah. I'm not Siegfried or Roy. Uh, the blend that Jay told the entire world about that they should try is Voodoo Queen by Sutliff. You let me, you gave me a sample of this to try a while back, like a while back, mm -hmm. like well over a year ago now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's pretty darn tasty. Yeah, it's on my seven day rotation. Yeah, it's spectacular. It is. It's probably, it might be my top three English blends. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I really dig it. Um, but nobody listens to this show, so I can freely talk about it here. Um, 
we're going to have tens of people hear it. So well, if tens of people buy it, it's not a big deal. But the hundreds of thousands of people that listen to Pipe and Tamper now know about Voodoo Queen. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, with good reason. Yeah. I don't know. What are we smoking today? Because last week we were terrible. And we've been doing this thing. We've been really good at this. We've been really good at this. Yeah, pretty good at it. But we failed. Yeah. We failed our listeners. We're sorry, guys. It was Nate's fault. It was. He didn't take pictures or anything. Like, he just failed on every front last time. I'm, I'm good at that. Yeah, he's just a failure. Like, his middle name is literally failure. It hurts, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, we didn't, uh, we didn't tell you guys last time we were going to be smoking or drinking this episode. So, surprise! Yeah. What's the surprise? Well, the surprise is, before we went to Chicago, I had an incredible blend of the week that was one of my personal favorites that is not made anymore, but it's called Acadian Perique mm. by, uh, mm. <laughs> it's made by Mac Barron on their, from their H and H series. And, uh, they don't make it anymore, which we, I already said, but, um, when we were at Chicago, a very good friend of ours, good friend of the show, Mr. Neil, Dr. Neil Osborne, Doctor Master of Pimes. Doctor Master Neil. Yeah, he provided in us. In pod. In pod 101 or. I think it's 101. It's in pod something 101. Might be 10. In pod. Everybody knows him as in pod. It's Neil. Everybody knows Neil. He's the nice guy that walks around, and takes pictures at the pipe shows. Yeah. So. He's the nice guy that would never do anything to hurt anybody. No. 100% no. He's. A gentleman and a scholar. But he walked up to me, gave me a tin of Acadian Perique, and he was like, this is from their original release. It's from 2015. So I was saving it. And then he posted a picture where he was smoking that same blend on Instagram the other day. And called you out. He called me out. He was like, hey, Andy, have you tried this yet? And I said, no, I'm, I'm saving that back because I already have a tin open. So I was waiting until I finished one tin, and then I was going to open up the good one. Mm-hmm. And he said, life's too short to hold on to tobacco. You got to smoke the good stuff while you're alive. And I thought, you know what? That's, that's a, a good piece of wisdom. Wisdom. That he dropped on me there because I have several blends I've been kind of holding that I want to smoke. He's probably just mad that he gave it to you and you haven't smoked it yet. That could be. That's probably what he was getting at. It's just like, hey, I was nice. I gave you this and you're being a jerk and just putting it in your cellar. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, but genuinely, I took his advice to heart. Because there's, like I said, quite a few blends that I've been kind of holding on to, waiting for the right time. But when's the right time going to be? You know what I mean? Now. Right. There's no time like the present. It's true. So I popped open that tin of Acadian Preak from 2015. I split it open and I brought it over here for us to enjoy. Yeah. And it's delicious. It is fantastic. It's, dare I say, incredible. incredible. Nicely timed. Yeah. TM. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it was good. I think it's a first. Yeah, definitely. See, we're getting, we're like syncing up now. Mm-hmm. We've been together so long. Yep. Our cycles are syncing up. <laughs> <laughs> only took six, it only took 68 episodes for it to happen. But we're there. <laughs> that chemistry is finally clicking, man. <laughs> it's incredible. No, it really is. I, uh, you gave this to me once before, 
I think it was when we did the incredible blend of the week. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. And at that point it was already discontinued and I was mad at you for giving me something that I could never get again. And, uh, now I get to have it again. Yeah. So I did talk about this before, but I'll go ahead and go through it again. This blend includes Virginia Burley, original Cavendish, dark fired Kentucky oriental. And of course a fair amount of Perique. The HH Acadian Perique has no top flavor at all, which means that you will only enjoy the tobacco taste. When smoked, you will experience no tongue bite, and this blend will smoke to the bottom, leaving only dry ashes. It is a rich, flavorful, and very satisfying smoke, with a note that says natural, with about 5% or more Perique. Strong body for MacBaron, minimum casing to retain some moisture in the tobacco. And it is, it says blend type is Virginia Perique, contents Burley, Cavendish, Kentucky, Oriental, Turkish, Perique, and Virginia. It is a ribbon cut. It used to come in 50 gram tins or 100 gram tins or a one pound bag back in the day. Jeez. Which would have been nice. Those were the days. But I love this stuff. And I did say this last time I talked about this blend, but when I first started smoking, this was one of the early on blends when I was getting into uh, Virginia's and Virginia Perique's. Uh-huh. Um, after I tried a Scudo and Elizabethan, I saw this blend. So I bought a 10 and tried it. And I like early on, I was always on Reddit and I never saw anyone mention it on Reddit ever. And when I smoked it, I thought this is one of the best blends I've ever had. Like I've, I absolutely loved it. It's incredible. It is incredible. And, um, but for some reason, I guess it wasn't selling. So they quit making it. Or, I mean, one of the ingredients might have, they might not be able to get it anymore or something like that. You never know what's going on with these people. But uh, I'm those sad. Those people. <laughs> those people. Those people are just those people. They're the worst. Yeah, the worst people. They're the worst kind of people. Those people are the worst kind of people. Yeah, they are. Oh, but this is delicious. Um, so thank you, Neil. Um, we are thoroughly enjoying this blend. Absolutely. This is, um, I was told you, I told you this earlier cause we've already had one bowl of this today. We're on a second bowl of it. Yep. And, um, this is a much more, this, this reminds me of a blend that I've had a lot of in the recent months. Yeah. So I will start, I'll preface that by saying that this says it has 5% or more of the Perique. Mm-hmm. It feels like so much more. Like leans heavily on the or more side is what it feels like to me. It like in a good way. In a good way. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um I agree. I mean, you open the tin before we had this most recent bowl, like you open the tin, like without even sticking your nose in, you can smell the parique from a foot away from the from the tin. Mm-hmm. It's just in your face right there. But the blend that it kind of reminds me of that like made me hearken to was the recent Cornell and Deal re- release. Uh, re-release of the beast has that like pungent smell with the, um, the Perique that's got like a pungent to know how to describe it. Um, but it has like a, um, a stewed fruit kind of thing, like a dark fruit kind of thing, dried fruit. Yeah. It's really what I get with this is that dark fruit smell. Like, um, dried like raisins um 
almost like stewed plums. Like yeah, that kind of thing. It's yeah. All those stereotypical things that people say of like that's what it tastes like. That's what it smells like, though. Right. Like you get all those dried fruit smells. Mm-hmm. Raisins. Raisins. Yeah. Raisins is a big one. Um, actually, raisins are small. But <laughs> what I was getting at is it, it has has a lot of those things. It doesn't have the mushroomy, composty smell that the Beast has. Yeah, I agree. With I that. think it's a good thing. Like I love the Beast. I don't. But that thing about the beast can be very overwhelming to somebody. The barnyard smell, that that yeah. dirt, mushroom, can can be a little off-putting for people. That's how I found it to be a little off-putting. But this is a little more complex, too, because it has that, like, I can get the dark fire. There's like a, like a barbecue-y campfire thing going on there. Just a wisp of it. Yeah, like a hint of it. Like, almost like you had dehydrated some, some prunes over a... Uh, like a campfire or in a smoker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's some Virginia stuff going on. There's a little bit of pepperiness. I like it, dude. It's super complex. It's, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um, it is very complex. And I, I'm one of the things I'm noticing with the difference in the age, and I know they probably had to change leaves and stuff throughout the years because the one that the tin that I have, I think, is from 2020. So this is, you know, five years prior. That's math. Um, but. I'm getting more of a sweetness from the Virginias with this one. Um, and it comes through like right in the middle. Like when I first take a puff, I, I, I ponder on it and, you know, I exhale right in the middle. I'm getting a good sweetness from the, from the Virginias. Yeah. And you get a little bit of that pepperiness from the preak and the, the flavor of the flavors of the, like that kind of spiciness from the Orientals and stuff are coming through. Like it, it, it just has a lot going on. You could sit there and just smoke a bowl and every, every puff you could sit and pick out different things. Mm-hmm. It's very enjoyable. It's very good. I concur. Yeah. It's good stuff. Thanks, Neil. Yeah. Thank you, Neil. It's uh, one of a handful of blends he gave us to try. Yeah. So we'll be having some more of those. We're kind of, as we've gone along, we've, you know, Mike Lading was the OG of donating blend, donating blends to us to try. Mm-hmm. We still have a ton of his stuff, but we've also been getting some that we're trying to spread the love around a little bit, you know? So we got some from Emerson Southern Forged. Uh, we've mixed some of those in. We'll be mixing some more of those in. I mm-hmm. uh, got some samples. Like Russ has given us some samples. Yeah, we got got a lot of samples out there for us to try. So You can never have too many. It's, it's nice being in a smoking lounge atmosphere. We're not smoking the same thing every week. We got something different to try. Add a little bit of... Yeah. Some diversity to the to oh, the podcast. Sure. So it's nice. Changing it up, shaking it up a little bit every week. I enjoy it. Yeah. Good stuff. What are you drinking, Indiana Nate? Well, I'm drinking uh since we didn't announce Green River. <laughs> and there um we didn't announce No idea that's what came to my mind. Just <laughs> to sing it. Yeah. But uh and you sounded great doing it. Did I? Yeah. Thank you. You have a voice of an angel. I don't believe that. You do. But we didn't announce what we were drinking, so we came down and kind of just perused the shelf, and this bottle kind of stuck out to me because it kind of reminds me of an old medicine bottle. He could read it. That was the thing that stuck out to him. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the old, like, like tonic medicine bottles. Like that's what yeah, the we're label getting, reminded we're me of. this again, huh? The, yeah. me- the medicine man with the snake oil and all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, but. That's old news, Nate. You can't use that likeness again. And the bottom's a horseshoe. That's true. It is a horseshoe. And there's a horseshoe on the top. Um, but it's Green River, the pride of 
<laughs> it turns out I can't read it. <laughs> Too much bourbon. Owens Board? Owensboro. Oh, that's an O? The Owen. pride of Owensboro, Kentucky. There you go. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Sour Mash Whiskey. Owensboro, if you're not familiar with your Kentucky... I'm not. Uh, what's that word called? Because I'm not a big smart guy. Um, geography? Geography, yes. <laughs> uh, I didn't pay attention in school very well. If you've paid attention to your Kentucky geography, uh, big words, Owensboro is on the west side of the state-ish, west central side of the state. Because Kentucky's weird, it kind of comes down at a slant. Okay. It's kind of shaped like an ice cream cone laying on its side. I think it's shaped like a chicken wing, or a chicken leg. Yeah, it's Sideways. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's appropriate because KFC, it's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Owensboro is kind of south-ish of Evansville, Indiana. Okay. Yeah. So if you just were at your old home and just drove straight south on what forty-one? Yeah, forty-one. Probably take you almost right to Owensboro. Okay. And you could go right there and go, oh, Owensburg, Berg. <laughs> Don't feel bad. They can't read it either. <laughs> Kentucky illiteracy jokes. They're not funny. I they're do. too. They're too real. <laughs> but um, no, I think this is a a tasty brew. I mean, it's a blend. What 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 do you distill it? A bourbon. This is a tasty bourbon. <laughs> um, guys, this is a great time for us to say we know absolutely nothing. <laughs> we don't know anything. We don't know anything. I feel so stupid talking about bourbon here. You know what? I know that I like bourbon. Yeah. And I know when I like a bourbon and when I don't like a bourbon. It's true. And that's about the extent of it. This one, right off the taste, I got almost like an herbally mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of a flavor. Yep. Um, And I get a little bit of like a honey kind of a sweetness. What's the consistency like? It's a little on the thin side. Yeah, I thought so too. I this is the right. I looked up the mash bill on this. It's got a high rye mash bill. Yeah, and um, that probably lends itself to some of that herbally. Yeah, a little spiciness coming through. Yeah, there's some spiciness there. There's like some baking spices on the back of the tongue, mm-hmm. like on the finish, on the on the far side wings of the back of my tongue. I get like a cinnamon nutmeg and and a little bit of a bitterness yeah some sort of astringency there yeah yeah i didn't even use a dictionary to look up that word just now i don't even know what that word means <laughs> <laughs> i don't either <laughs> <laughs> there's another word you used earlier when we were driving around and i was like that was a big word i don't know i'm not sure i know what that word i'm means. so proud of you justin <laughs> you've been reading the thesaurus just last week you thought that was a dinosaur <laughs> No, but I think this is good. Green River. And it's not that expensive. It's Less like, than 40 Yeah, it's like, we looked online, it's like the 30 to $38 a bottle range. Yeah. It's not bad price. We went, we on a, we, when we, before we went to, after we went to lunch, right? Yeah. We went to a new liquor store that just opened up. We went to Noble Wine and Spirits that just opened up in Yorktown. And uh, super cool. It's in an old bank. Yeah. And they have a bourbon vault. Yeah, that's pretty freaking sweet. Took the vault and turned it into a bourbon storage area. It's very cool. Very cool. Still got the door on it and everything. I wondered like when 
I saw they were putting that there. I was like, I wonder what they're putting in the vault. I hope it's the whiskey. Well, your hopes came true. It's true. It happened. Uh, apparently, they had a bunch of allocated stuff there. And that's why there was a line of people when we drove by. Yeah, made sense. And it's all gone now. Yeah, we got nothing. So they had lots of Weller, lots of Buffalo Trace, lots of Blanton's. Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare, yeah. All gone. All gone. We got to try, I got to try some Blanton's there, though. He had a bottle there that was a Blanton's store pick. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. But they also had Green River. They did. That's what I brought. The, see, full circle. Look at you, buddy. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, man. That's normally my job to bring it full circle. Yeah. I'm glad I'm wearing off on you. <laughs> uh, they had Green River there, and it was $38.99. So. Yeah. No, $36.99. Because it was between, I made right the comments between 30 and 38 So. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, decent price. It's a good bourbon. Yeah, I'd, tr- I'd give it a try. You could always use another bur- bourbon on your shelf. Who can't? Right. Yeah. I only have a few down here. Just a couple. Just a few. More than a couple, yeah. A few is a good word. Yeah. I like few. I, I have a smattering. <laughs> smattering. Yeah. Not quite a plethora, just a smattering. You're getting close to a plethora. A plethora? Hefe. What is a plethora? <laughs> <laughs> what is a plethora? That's one of my favorite lines from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, man. <laughs> We are the three amigos. <laughs> My little buttercup has the sweetest smile. I sing that to my daughter all the time. <laughs> we are doing this whole like singing thing together way too much lately. <laughs> We're going to get nasty letters. We're going to get nasty things from people saying like, why are you guys singing? Like, yeah, stop that. You're hurting my ears. We're going to get reviews. It's like enough with the singing already. Get yeah. to the point. Yeah. I changed my review from a five to a one. Stop singing. Uh, no, we did get a lot of feedback this week, though. We got a lot of feedback from last week's episode. Yeah, like we probably did. more feedback than we've had about any other episode aside from the Jay Furman and Kevin, yeah, uh, Kevin Foster episode. Well, it was a pretty hot topic. It was uh, it kind of yeah. I didn't care about Harambe, and people let me know that they should that they cared about Harambe. I had several people reach out to me. Like not the not the podcast itself, but to me mm-hmm. um, on Instagram, and everyone cared about Harambe. <laughs> Actually, I'll, there's Robert Vacher sent me a cartoon <laughs> that I'm going to show you later because okay. I cracked up laughing at it. It's <laughs> it's it, you know it's one of those things. People, it was very. I mean, it's not that I don't care about Harambe. Yeah, it's just. I love the mindset that people are more important than gorillas. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's polarizing, but well, it's not news to me when an animal gets put down to save the life of a human. We're the superior beings. It's not something we need to discuss. (laughs) Uh, You said it was polarizing. So I assumed you wanted to talk about it. I mean, I feel like we did um, already talk about it, but I just think, in that setting, it's one thing if you're out in the wild and a gorilla grabs a little boy. And you're like, oh. So you don't want to discuss this, but we're going to discuss this now. <laughs> you're right. Let's not discuss it. <laughs> but No, but what did get a lot of response was your Mandela effect yeah. stuff. 
people are eating the conspiracy theory stuff up. Yeah. And a lot of people like re- respond to us as a podcast and well, not respond, like reach out to us as a podcast couple to me. I know you've had some people reach out to you. Yeah. Had some great conversations, a lot of great engagements over it. Yeah. So apparently um, you need to do more of these conspiracy, these ridiculous conspiracy theory and fan theory things. Well, I got one in the chamber. I think might tickle your fancy. Oh boy, here we go. This one's not new to anybody. If you're in the conspiracy world, I'm sure you've all heard this one before, but I'm guessing you probably haven't. Oh, this is about P again. No, that's not a conspiracy. That's just real. See, that's the kind of stuff though. Like people like that. They like, they like the real things. They like the cons- the real weird things. The conspiracy theories and the fan theories. They're all very different, but they kind of go hand in hand. Like they kind of do. The weird, the conspiracy, and the fan things kind of just kind of meld together. And I love all those things. Yeah. So you keep them coming. I'll probably fight you over each one of them. But so there's a theory that in 1966. Paul McCartney died in a car crash. <laughs> and they replaced him <laughs> with a guy named Beetle Bill. So. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Uh, this is, this geez. part of it is true. I'm sorry, guys. In 1966, Paul McCartney was in a, in a terrible car crash. Uh-huh. This is the Lotus he was driving. You tell me how a man lived through this. I don't know. There's no images of him post car crash. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, here's Paul. He was injured. This is what he looks like. Look at his bruises. The year before he got in a, um, a moped crash mm-hmm. and they had bunches of pictures of him with his bruised face, a little swollen. He, and he tells a story like, oh, I was driving my scooter and I fell over or whatever happened. Got a little cut on his lip and stuff. No pictures of him after this crash mm-hmm. of his injuries. So the theory is that he died and the year before they had a, um, like a Beatles lookalike contest in Liverpool and this guy, Beatle Bill, who they all knew they had played with him before. He was a musician, uh-huh. entered the contest and, and won as the Paul McCartney lookalike. Okay. So he looked very similar to Paul McCartney. He already knew the guys and had, pl- he knows how to play music. So instead of, um, ruining the Beatle band and causing grief to strike the nations. They decided to just replace Paul McCartney with this guy and make him the new Paul McCartney. And then in different albums that came out like subsequently after that, like the song, um, strawberry fields, there's a line where he, um, he says, I buried Paul. And if you look at the cover of Abbey road, Right. You familiar with that album? Yes. They're all walking uh, across Abbey Road, like on the uh, uh-huh. the crosswalk, you know? Yeah. So if you look at this picture, Paul is not wearing any shoes. If you look at the cover of the magazine, or the cover of the album, the first person is in all in white. Uh-huh. That's John. He's like the Beatles Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He's like an angel. He's dressed in white, representing an angel, taking Paul to heaven. Okay. Then you got Ringo dressed in a suit. He's a pallbearer. And then you have George in the back dressed in all denim. He's the grave digger. And then you have Paul walking barefooted, and he's the only one that's not in step with everybody else. Everybody else has their left foot forward, and Paul has his right foot forward, indicating that he's different than all of them. Mm. And the beetle in the background, 
The license plate says 1966, indicating the year that Paul McCartney died. Mm. There's a huge group of people, including a lady I work with, who truly believes that Paul McCartney is dead. So the only remaining Beatle at this point is Ringo, right? Yeah. He's got blisters on his fingers. That was a weird bit of trivia. It's a famous thing Ringo shouted out one time. He, after like a drum solo, he was like, blisters on my fingers. Oh, see, I, I'm, I'm not a Beatles fan, so. Well. I, mean, I know some Beatles songs, but. Well, just so you know, Paul McCartney died in 1966. I'm not going to fight you on this one. I think it's ridiculous, but. <laughs> uh, so you're telling me that the Paul McCartney that we know today that's still alive. Yeah. Is not Paul McCartney. Correct. It's Beatle Bill. Yes. And some people say that if you go back and look at their previous photographs prior to 1966 and look at photographs after 1966, you can even tell a height difference between Paul. Like previous Paul and Beatle Bill. Interesting. And there's a few of their albums. This one's a bit of a stretch, but there's a few of their albums. If you play them backwards, they have like... Satanic words? No, like hidden things in there like... Like Paul is dead. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. I'm not joking. I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm sure people are going to like this. I, uh, you don't find it even a little bit intriguing that Paul McCartney might have died in 1966? I mean, I don't... Uh, I don't know. Like, maybe. I'm just not a Beatles fan. I don't care. I'm, a lot of people think that Elvis is still alive. Elvis is still alive. There's all. <laughs> is that next week's episode? I, I can be. I'll, I'll show you a video. I'll post it on our Instagram. Like he's, isn't he like still a groundskeeper or something at Graceland? Now that I don't know about, but there is a guy that. We just got to go with it now. I mean, like, all right. So there, okay. So there's this guy that posts videos on YouTube of himself singing. Mm. And I read a report. He's only had one glass of this bourbon, by the way. So I read a report of a gentleman who took the recordings of this man because he thought he looked a little bit like Elvis and kind of sounded like Elvis. Uh-huh. So he did a voice recognition software between Elvis's voice and this guy's voice because this guy is much, much, much older than what Elvis is. Obviously, he died. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, and their voices are literally almost identical. Almost identical. This guy has the exact same scar on his eyebrow that Elvis had and the exact same scar on his lip, right? And this gentleman was seen walking out of a cafe in Paris with Elvis's daughter. Now, this guy has no affiliation with Elvis's, the Presley family in any way, online or anything. Mm. But the gentleman I saw that wrote this whole thing up and said that he believes this man is Elvis and showed the voice, the voice wear recognition and everything. Was Tupac there? No, but the guy that is on the YouTube channel emailed him and asked him to please take it down. Wait, what? State that again. Okay, so this guy wrote up this whole theory. Right. And posted it with videos and everything about this gentleman on YouTube who, uh -huh. who has these music videos. Uh-huh. And the guy from YouTube emailed him and asked him to please take it all down. Interesting. 
And he even showed the email from the guy. How does Tupac come into this? You're the only one who's brought up Tupac right now. Tupac is dead. How do you know that? If Paul McCartney's actually dead, Elvis is actually alive, what's to say Tupac, Tupac isn't stuck in some sort of undead state? Like zombie Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> We're creating it now, man. Zombie Tupac is real. He hangs out with zombie Biggie. <laughs> I'm just saying there's sometimes there's more to life. Biggie, 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 can't you see? No, I can't see because I'm a zombie and my eyes rotted out. That's right. Yeah. You guys got my hip hop there. It was good. I think that's the only Biggie song I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only Biggie song anyone knows. <laughs> I think it's the only song you had. <laughs> I'm a redneck boy from Indiana. If you don't know, now you know. What is that? That's a biggie song. Oh, see, I didn't know that. But I do now. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> oh, man, this is too much. This is too much. But there you guys go. You guys you guys fed the beast this last week. You guys fed the beast. You wanted more. You were crying for more pipes, pours, and something for conspiracy theories. I don't know. There's got to be a word out there that describes conspiracies that are P related ponderings pipes pours and ponderings maybe that's that's not it's not close enough there's got to be a word we got to get a thesaurus and figure this out use the internets the webs maybe have some people reach out to us at pipes pours and pals at gmail.com yeah or on the instagrams you know that internet picture thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. reach out to the webs are reach out to the podcast at Pipes, Pours, and Pals, or myself, Justin at The Coffee Pot Codger, or Conspiracy Nate at Indiana Nate. You should change your Instagram handle to Conspiracy Nate. <laughs> no. <laughs> you are Indiana Nate. Yeah. Otherwise known as Conspiracy Nate. I just enjoy conspiracy theories. I think they're fun. Do you? Yeah. Especially ones like Paul McCartney's dead. You think it's fun that Paul McCartney's dead? I think it's fun that people think he is. Oh. There's actually another group of people who think that Paul McCartney isn't dead. He just left the group. And I've seen a video from the 1980s. It was 1985-86 where somebody went to Paul McCartney's original home and they allow like people to like tour it. Mm. And the person who's giving the tours looks just like Paul it's McCartney. Bill. Looks just like Paul McCartney. Mm. Like I like I saw him. It's identical to him. Is that Beetle Bill? No, I think Beetle Bill is still in the band. No matter what, Beetle Bill is in the band. Okay. So either Paul McCartney's dead or he's living in his original home giving tours of his home. <laughs> it's one of those two things, though, I'm telling There's you. There's no other possibilities. There are no other he possibilities. Couldn't the, <laughs> and, he couldn't still be alive. and He could still be alive. He just He's not in the band, though. He left the band. So... Paul McCartney couldn't actually just be Paul McCartney. <laughs> no, no, no. No, the only options are he's either dead or he's still alive pretending to be somebody else. Right. While he's giving tours of his house. Exactly. See, I kind of heard that about Elvis, though. I had heard that multiple people had spotted a groundskeeper at Graceland that looks exactly like what you would expect Elvis to look like had he aged. Really? Yeah. I haven't dug into that because I don't care. I'm not a conspiracy theorist person. Like, I mean, I, 
I guess to an extent, like I, I hate the government and all that kind of stuff. Sorry, FBI and whatever. Uh, there's none that you find interesting, like the fact that giants used to live in the United States. I mean, I like cryptoid, I like cryptid theories. Cryptid theories, like uh, um, like national treasure. No, 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 no. Like um, odd animals, like Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster. Oh, the make believe stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, I don't believe it. I just like it. Like I find it fascinating. Like, like chupacabra, and- chupacabra. Yes, the yeti mm-hmm. stuff. Like uh, here in Anderson, um, in Mound State Park, there is a whole host of people throughout history that have, and even there is um, documented history from the Native Americans that lived here in the park area that described these like um, small humanoid creatures. Yeah. Called Pukwudgies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was, I mean, like, oh my gosh. Like, don't get me started. The largest concentration, I believe, of the Pukwudgie sightings was in Indiana. Yeah. And around Mound State Park. I go to Mounds pretty frequently. I ain't never seen one. I've never looked, but now I'm going to. Yeah. We should do like a Pipes, Pours, Pukwudgies episode. We'll, we should go to <laughs> Mounds, take, take the recording device. Yes. We'll, we'll go there at night. No, <laughs> you lost me at that. You lost me at that. Bad things happen at night, dude. Yeah. You see puckwudgies. Yeah. This ha- supposedly happens during the day. Oh, really? Pipes, pours, and puckwudgies. Dude, that can be the name of the conspiracy theory portion. Mm. Because it kind of fits, you know, puckwudgies is yeah. like those zoological cryptids. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Google it real quick. What? A, a, a puckwudgie. Yeah, they're creepy looking. They're like little hedgehog people type things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a picture of one, like a, a legit picture. Somebody saw one cross oh, the road. Really? Mm-mm-mm. Mischievous creatures. <laughs> Interesting. I've heard the Bigfoot's been seen crossing a road t- a time or two. You know, Jethro over here, he saw Bigfoot last week. He was only 30 cans of beer in, but he saw one. <laughs> Have you ever watched Finding Bigfoot? Yeah. I love it. You know what I don't love about it? What? They never find a Bigfoot. Ne- well, duh. Duh. Just like Curse of Oak Island, they never find that treasure. You want to know why? They did find it. They'll they'll never find it on the show, though. But they did. No, they didn't. Have you watched most recent series? No. Season? I stopped watching because it, it went on and on and on and on and on and on. Well, and on. they found it. They didn't find it. This would have been all over national news. They found it. It was on national news. I saw it on Google. <laughs> They found the... Uh, well, with the stuff that you search, you see a lot of fake stuff in your... <laughs> Oak Island treasure. News. Where are you seeing this? Because everything I'm seeing is like, is the treasure real? Does it really exist? What treasures actually have been found on the Curse of Oak Island? Not one news article about, like, they found it. Here's the thing with those shows, man. They're for entertainment purposes. If they, they're never going to find Bigfoot on those shows. If they do, it would be in the news before they ever aired that episode. Rick and Marty. (laughs) Gotta have boots on the ground. That's what, uh, what was the older one's name? Was that Rick and Marty? 
I watched a few seasons of that and I was like, this is dumb. I keep thinking that next episode they're going to find it. And the next episode is just as bad as the previous episode. It says, Curse of Oak Island, Rick and Marty finally detect treasure, season 10. What is this? Where are you getting this from? Is this like Infowars.com? No, it's YouTube. Oh, everything on YouTube is true. Yeah. They're literally showing you the, the episode. They finally detected the treasure. Season 10. I'll have to watch it later. I don't, I don't believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. Send me, the, send me the link. I will agree with you that um, if they would have found it, it would be like... It would be everywhere. Like yeah. it's, such a, it's such a such a famous supposed treasure. Like it'd be all over CNN and NBC and you know all the major news networks. This is from July 5th of this year. Okay, that was pretty recent. These two brothers solved the mystery of Oak Island. What's the website? MSN.com. Okay, so you have a point there. <laughs> I'll have to read into it later. <laughs> they only spent $42 million to find $2,000 worth yeah. of stuff. Those guys have deep pockets, dude. Oh my goodness. They have to have some stupid deep pockets. They literally bought that whole island. That's they nice. like own all of it now. All of the time and money that they've spent doing that. <laughs> it's it's insane. And the like you okay. I feel like the TV show is the only I'm gonna reason. smoke this blend since we're a pipe smoking podcast. <laughs> I do want to interject something pipe related. I'm gonna smoke some more Acadian Freak while you're discussing this. Go. I think the only like the only way they were able to keep going through that show was because of the show tv money yeah i mean there's no way that i mean i believe i don't remember which one's which but the younger one or at least the one that looks younger rick and morty yeah it would be morty he owns like some he has Szechuan. something to do with uh oil like he has oil money mm. um i believe Is that pickle rick no if you're gonna take this seriously then <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the Oak crap. <laughs> yes, you do. You've invested years of your life in life this TV show. <laughs> no, I didn't. My brother and I watched like three or four seasons of it, and I was like, you know what? They're never going to find it. If they do, it's going to come on the news before it ever airs on TV. Yeah, like when Bobo is out doing calls for Bigfoot in the woods. I just find it hilariously entertaining. I don't think they're actually going to find Bigfoot. Because I, I don't believe Bigfoot exists. Mrs. Codger does. Some people do. Mrs. Codger is a big fan of cryptids. She thinks that they, most of them exist. Really? Oh, yeah. She believes fairies exist? I don't like know. In Norway? I don't know. She's one of those whack jobs that thinks that stuff actually exists. Well, they're out there. They are out there. They're probably listening to this podcast right now, and they probably are identifying with you because you're a whack job, too. <laughs> and they're probably thinking, that cynic Justin, what a jerk. Well, somebody has to be the voice of reason. It's true. Some of us have to be sane. Yeah. Yeah. We can't all live in the clouds like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I I forgot. I completely forgot. What are we smoking these out of? What are we smoking this blend out of? I'm smoking mine out of a... Um, some people might know. Some people might not. But Jay Furman and some other people are doing like an experiment with natural finished pipes. Uh-huh. And so it made me think I have a natural finished pipe that I picked up at Mule Town from mm. uh, Tim Beaumont. 
Correct. Papa Bear's Pipes. From Papa Bear's Pipes. And so I broke that guy out today. When I got this thing, it was like almost white in color. Blonde. And it is, it, it, I mean, it, honestly, it's been coloring nicely. And Very nice. I've only smoked it maybe. Bro, lay off the bowl rim on that thing, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Using a torch to light that thing? Holy I'm so smokes. bad about it. All of my pipes look like this. Holy smokes. It looks like charcoal. I know. Do you just like light a freaking torch? Like literally like a I cave just torch? I use a Bic. I, I only ever use a Bic. Jeez. And it just... I'm, Your pipes are going to have no resale value, dude. Well, I'm planning on keeping them. <laughs> Don't ever go buy an expensive pipe like a former or something like that. I'm just going to keep it. I don't buy pipes with the intent of reselling them. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to die one day and your daughter is going to be like, this $5,000 pipe. And then the appraiser's going to be like, no, 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 no. That's a $50 pipe. I'm Look not. at the rim. It used to be an inch taller. <laughs> I got some news for you, buddy. I'm never going to a 5000 I'm never going to own a $5,000 pipe. You may. Pipe. Like when you strike the lottery here soon. <laughs> you got to play to win. You got to play to win. I don't play. Don't hate the player, hate the game. But yeah, you're smoking a, 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 a Papa Bear's pipes. Yeah, it's a straight billiard. It's got a nice little sandblast on it. Um, I love the stem on this one. It's got like a, a black and gray marbling. And he kind of used an accent Ooh. piece of the same material. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. Left a little smooth there, right by the stem, and then mm. again, like a little center middle accent piece. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that Briar, that accent ring? Yep. I believe it's from the same block. Nice. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I actually really, really love this little pipe. It's the perfect size. It's good weight. It's nice and light. It's wonderful. <laughs> I'm smoking this out of a new to me estate pipe from the folks over at smokingpipes.com. Mm-hmm. And this is a moonshine egg, a bent egg, and it's a smooth. Got some gorgeous grain. It's a beautiful pipe. And the stem is this like snow pearly white stem with the black um, lightning bolt on it. Uh-huh. Primo. Why did you feel the need to get that? Because I've always been jealous of your moonshine ants that has that white lightning yeah yeah because it's gorgeous because it's gorgeous yeah it's a good look yeah honestly and that's a good looking pipe thank you yeah for sure i saw it on smoking pipes in their used estates and i was like i have to have that i have to it's a very good looking pipe i didn't have a bent egg until i got this and uh, i just happened to get another pipe this week too <laughs> oh did you yeah from our buddy ben at redeemed pipes ben yeah, he um, messaged me. He was like, hey, buddy, I heard you have some Columbus money you want to spend early. <laughs> Shameless plug for Columbus Pipe Show that's coming up in the middle of August. Be there or be square. I believe it's August 19th. Hey, somewhere around there. 19th and 20th, 18th, 19th, something like that. The point is... 18th and 19th. Ben persuaded me to start spending my money early. Actually, I was more like a crack fiend, and I was like, yo, man, you got any of them pipes for sale? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I, seems more I accurate. I did create that meme, and it went pretty viral. Yeah. Got like 75 likes on it. <laughs> uh, it got shared a few times, too, by some people that nobody knows who they are. But nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't remember who shared it. But, uh, yeah, so I saw this pipe, 
And I actually have been watching this pipe for a couple weeks and I'm like, ah, oh, do I want it? I like it. Do I love it? I love it. I think I love it. And it is a Sean Rim. And it is also a bit egg. Oh, you never had one, so you thought you'd get two. Yeah. This is a smaller one, though. That's true. The bowl it's is like a quail egg size one. Yeah. Yeah. Black uh, with a beautiful sandblast on it. And uh, this like seafoam green, mint green stem. That's a beautiful, beautiful pipe. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. I, I was... Uh, I finally bit the bullet. I was like, I've been watching this thing for like three weeks. Someone's going to buy it. And then I'm going to be kicking myself. There's actually another one I was trying to like decide back and forth. Like, do I like it? Do I love it? Do I like it? Do I love it? Yeah. You know, cause you want to love the pipe that you buy. Oh, for sure. Otherwise you end up selling it. Right. You end up selling it to somebody for less than what you paid for it and losing. Nobody wants to lose money on their pipes. Especially that one. Like, like scorch the rim of the bowl or anything right. like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nate's batting his eyes like I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> but yeah, I got this this week too. That's super excited. Pipe. I love the color contrast. And I got another little something something in the works too coming. Nice. So that's awesome. That's the one I was telling you about earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see. I was. Um, I'm gonna be broke by Columbus. <laughs> I was looking through my pipes um, two days ago, and I found a pipe that I thought I had gotten rid of. You remember two years ago when we were in Chicago and they had all those gray bows for five bucks because they were misstamped? Yes. I still had one that's unsmoked. Nice. And so I took it to work with me and gave it to that guy at work that um, I gave him a corn cob pipe and like five different types of tobaccos and he's loving it. Nice. He's absolutely loving it. So then I found that one. I got very excited. I took it to him and uh, he sent me a picture. He was smoking it by his pool. Nice, very nice. Yeah, um, I it, it's always so satisfying to me when you get somebody new into the hobby. Yeah, and they really like enjoy it and they start taking to it. Somebody when you convert somebody, yeah, proselytize and oh, it feels so good. Yeah, you just woo them into the cult. Yeah, I mean this is kind of like a cult, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Next week, I don't want to make the same mistake if you did last week. Yeah. So next week we're gonna be drinking Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirit Single Barrel. Nice. Super excited about that when I finally found a bottle of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm digging most of the other wild turkey stuff with the exception of Long Branch. It's just meh. Yeah. But besides that one, we've really enjoyed all the other ones. Yeah. So I'm super excited about this. We'll uh, try that next week. So if you can find a bottle of it, great. If you can't, too bad. Yeah. And we're going to be Sucks smoking. What are we smoking? You tell them. We're going to be smoking um, one of the newer ones. It's called Bankside from GLPs. Bankside. That's from Gregory Llewellyn Peace. Gregory Llewellyn Peace. Yeah, he he made a blend Bankside a little while back. I have yet to try this one, and I'm very excited. Um, a lot of people enjoy it. A lot of people like it. I've heard really good things about it. I'm I'm very excited to try it. So we'll be here next week, being the absolute authority on how great banks, how great or how terrible Bankside is, because we know everything about tobacco. And we'll be able to review it after one bowl and tell you how great it is. Yeah. And whether exactly. or not you should buy it or not. Mm-hmm. And you should 100% believe us. 100%. That's not true at all because we know absolutely nothing. So reach out to Pipes, Pours, and Pals at gmail.com. You can reach the podcast at Pipes, Pours, and Pals on Instagram. You can reach myself, Justin, at the Coffee Pot Codger. You can reach Nate at Indiana Nate. You can reach Mrs. Codger at 
Mrs.Codger if you're not a creep. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can support the podcast through buymeacoffee.com forward slash pipes, pours, pals. Details for that are in the show notes. You got anything else to DNA? I think that'll do about do it. That'll do, pig? Yeah. That'll do, pig. That'll do, pig. That'll do, donkey. That'll do. <laughs> you ever notice those sound the same? They are the same. They are the same? I believe it was a homage. An homage. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.